Hi, this is George Ferris, CEO of Ferris Marketing, and this is Marketing That Makes a Difference. Has marketing gone to the dogs? Tell the truth. When you see the photo of a puppy, really cute one, that's maybe in an ad or on a box in the store or on a product, did you ever notice that you're saying to yourself, oh, what a cute puppy. In fact, some of you bona fide, pun intended, canine lovers were probably using baby talk and mentally communicating with that cute little pooch. Hey there, fuzzy guy, what you doing? You're a good little boy, aren't you? Yes, you are, yes you are, yeah. Well, don't be embarrassed. You're among the millions of other Americans who have fallen for these four-legged friends of ours. According to Statista.com, there were 68 million dogs in households across the U.S. in the year 2000. 2015, that jumped up to 78 million. 40 to 50 million households have at least one dog. There's a lot of theories of why there's such an increase in a dog population, while the human population in the U.S. continues to decline. Is it cheaper and easier to raise a puppy instead of a child? Do some couples view a puppy as a replacement for a child? You'd hate to think so, but it certainly looks like those families who have two or three kids are now opting for just one or two, filling in the gap with one or more dogs because it's economically more acceptable. Regardless, some of you shudder at the thought, and I'm right there with you, probably because of the older, fairly traditional upbringing I had, but to many people, it just makes sense. A dog makes a great companion. It can be a good friend and, frankly, just a lot of fun. Regardless of the reasons for this canine ownership phenomenon, we marketers would be smart to use the dog-loving nature of our consumers to our advantage if we can. One way to do that, of course, is to sell dog and pet products and services directly. And there's certainly plenty of choices out there with more coming online every day. Beside the usual food, grooming products, and vet services, there's some new and unique products that may surprise you. In fact, uh, for example, there's dog treat bakeries in many cities and your best friend may now enjoy those treats while watching the dog channel on TV. You could get your canine companions in to see a dog psychiatrist or psychologist, take them for a ride in doggy strollers, bring them to a new dog park wearing their fitness tracking dog collars. Now you could even get them a dog tattoo. Or you could be like me and just use canine related images and themes to connect with your market. For example, I often give presentations that include some slides. Whenever possible and appropriate, I work in a photo of a cute puppy or a group of puppies. It always grabs attention and gets people in a good mood. As you see, I used a puppy photo as an example right in the beginning of this podcast. And in my blogs, you would see a photo of it. Psychologists suggest that photos of puppies release endorphins. So looking at the picture of puppies actually makes you feel good. If you have an idea for a new product or service for dog owners, the time might be right to go to the Shark Tank, look into crowdfunding or finding some investors to help you launch. But even if you just have a good and appropriate reason to use a dog image or some kind of canine theme in your existing products or services, our dog crazy country would probably welcome it. Whether you're selling dog-related products and services or just using them in your marketing, it's a good bet that you're barking up the right tree. That's it for today's edition. Make sure you check out the free advice and blogs and videos and podcasts on ferrismarketing.com and keep working on your messages, media, and methods so that your marketing makes a difference.